Let's face it, friends. We live in uncertain times. Security, probably more important now than ever before. That's why it's important to keep you, your family, your property safe by working with my friends at Eufy. That's E-U-F-Y.com. Let me tell you a little bit about this new video smart lock they have. It's super cool because basically you get a three-in-one security system here. You can have everything on just one device instead of having it outside of your house look rather tacky because you got all kinds of stuff out there. It's not just about your security, but convenience. No more concerns about losing keys. You can assign passwords to your family members, and you can see who's kind of coming and going. You got that immigrated camera, too. Uh, it's easy to install. You can set it up with just a Phillips screwdriver. You know, you don't have to go to a class on how to use power tools. No drilling required. You have keyless entry. You don't have to worry about fumbling with the keys when you're getting back with a, an armful of groceries, right? How convenient is that? That in and of itself is a great benefit. You got fingerprint recognition. It's unlocking. Got that AI self-learning chip. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You don't have to worry about the battery. It's got a rechargeable battery that can last around four months. And you get a notification before it runs out so you don't have to compromise your family security. You got passcode unlocking, remote control, 2K clear sight, camera. You can see who's at your door. You see these videos online all the time. Don't you think it's time for you to set something up so you can have the peace of mind of knowing that you don't have people constantly going in and out of your property? There's no monthly fee. Unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee, you can have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. How cool is that? It's convenient. It's safe. It's a must-have for your home today. If you already have like a video doorbell, you know sometimes people want to come and steal your, your doorbell. You don't have to worry about with, that with this. All right, so let's be sure to visit Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y official.com forward slash video lock. And it's time for you to gain control of your door. Again, that's Eufy. E-U-F-Y. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson here on the Maroon Friday edition of The Yard. It is uh, the beginning of high school football in Mississippi I, I, for public schools. Private schools have already got uh, cranked up. Interesting. Uh, our, our buddy Chris Parsons already played two games for Ravenwood High School. They dropped the first one. They win last night over Battleground Academy. The, uh, the Raptor defense kind of dominated, created uh, seven turnovers. Uh, Chris, 9 of 11 for 93 yards, ran for 54 more and a pair of touchdowns in a 56-3 uh, win. He said, but Steve, 9 of 11, why would you ever throw it when you can run it as well as they did? They ran for, uh, what, 260 yards and had a short field most of the night. Uh, but around the high school ranks, there's going to be uh, probably be a little rust you know, it's first game for many people at the Jamborees last week, and you can only tell so much from the Jamborees. But uh, here's the deal, man. Congratulations to everybody out there. It's getting ready to play. A lot of work has gone on in these moments, so uh, take advantage of them. Be excited about it. 
Congratulations to your families. Uh, one of the things, and, and I, I remember this from uh, the 9-11 documentary they ran on ESPN years ago. And it was Bill Curry that said he was on his way to cover a game. I want to say at Auburn. He was somewhere in rural Alabama. And um, they were wondering about playing the game. He goes, you think they'll play the game? He goes, no, nah, I don't know how we can play the game. So the guy got really indignant, really upset. And he goes, well, I know this. Around here, our high school football team, we're going to play. We're going to play the game. He said, because that's when we huddle as a community. And that's the thing you think about. There are a lot of people tonight that are going to sit next to each other and cheer for each other's kids or somebody else's kids that we likely never have a conversation together about anything. As communities, high school and youth sports brings people together. Sometimes it brings out the worst in a select group of people. I've seen the video making the rounds right now. Don't know all the details behind it, but, uh, you know, it's disappointing. But for many people around the country, and certainly in our state, they're going to get together as a community. And it's probably one of the only places in our lives that we're united, is cheering for a sports team. Chances of all of us getting together and go having a drink at a bar and then everybody going home happy, being pretty slim, right? And so when we begin high school football, I, I think it is uh, one of those things within cities and communities and neighborhoods and things of that nature, there is a camaraderie and an esprit de corps that maybe doesn't exist at any point, at any other time in the year. Some people like basketball, a lot of people like baseball. When it comes to high school football, it's almost unanimous. Sometimes a lot of young people just go to hang with their friends, and next thing you know, they, uh, they find the love for this great sport. So congratulations to everybody that has made it to this point, and good luck tonight. Stay healthy. Take advantage of this. And for you young people, and I know we have a lot to listen to the show, let me share with you a sobering reality. At some point, we all get cut, right? At some point, we all get cut. But here's the deal. For many of you, you don't fully appreciate this may be the last time you ever wear a uniform at a competitive sporting event. I don't mean church league softball or church league basketball and all that stuff's fine. But a game where the score makes a paper, this is it. So take full advantage of that. For many of you, senior night will be the last time that you ever play football. That'll be it. For some of you that have the opportunity to play beyond the high school level, you owe a debt to your teammates that helps you get to that point. So I encourage you to give everything you can for them because their athletic careers are basically going to be tied to yours as you move forward and they begin to do other things. And many of us were athletes, now we're former athletes, I wanted to write and be close to the game, close to the competition. And as great as it is, it's not the same. They always say that uh, youth is wasted on the young, right? I can tell you this, young, po young folks, young men, women. There are people in your lives that would trade almost anything to suit up and play just one more time. Give them one more play. Give them one more quarter. One more possession, one more post-game celebration. 
Because once you get old, and, and uh, it's just one of the things they talk about in Friday Night Lights, right? If you've seen the movie, and, and certainly you have, I love the movie, love the book, love the TV series, but probably love the movie most of all. Mike Winchell's out there at the local little drive-in. The guy walks up. He's got that state championship ring on. Of course, he's probably in his 30s. He tells Mike, you go get you one of these. He's after that, it had nothing but memories and babies. There's some truth in that. Now, I'm, I'm going to promise you this. Life is wonderful, but it's different. It's different. It's different when you're the person doing the cheering rather than being cheered for. And so savor the moments, make the most of them, and probably the thing that I look back at my, my own athletic career, I probably would have played with a little more reckless abandon. Wasn't quite the same confident person back then that I am today. I probably would have played a little bit harder, knowing that at some point it's going to end. Because you know, when you're in high school, you're thinking, oh, I'm going to get a chance to play forever because you've played your whole life. It becomes a big part of who you are. But at some point, we all get cut. All of us. And so when you're out there this evening, you think about that. At one, there's going to come a time that I'm going to be the guy in the stands. I'm going to be the guy at home, watching on TV. I'm not going to be the guy out here that's put in the work to go represent my community. So give everything you have on every single snap, no matter the score, no matter the opponent, you go out there and play to the best of your ability and you leave nothing left on the field, and that's become a cliche these years. But the bottom line is, not only do you owe it to your teammates and to your parents and to your coaches and to your community, but most of all, you owe it to yourself. Because one day it's going to be you on the other side of this thing, and you're going to look back and you said, you know what, I wish I'd had one more chance. So make the most of what you have right now. Let's thank our friends at Bulldog Burger Company. I love Bulldog Burger Company. I, I do. I love them. I love them. I love them. It's like Valentine's Day every time I go in there because I love them and they love me and they love you. Go by and continue to love fest. The love fest that the uh, great restaurant quality hamburger. You'll be glad you did. A lot of great ones to choose from. You know, the smokehouse, the mentology. I like to add bacon to it. I'm a real one. Maybe you are too. It'll put some hair on your chest. There's the Bryant, the Lauren. The Freshman 15 is a popular favorite. The Bulldog, like you say, Steve, I don't know about all that stuff. Just get the Bulldog. Great straight-ahead American rock and roll hamburger. It's a good starter. But after a couple times of having the Bulldog, I think maybe you're going to want to try the Mission. But I get the Pico de Gallo on a side, and I'm not a big uncooked onion guy. Maybe you are. But no matter what, they're going to have a hamburger that will cure what ails you, and that's hunger. Great food, great portions, great service, great locations, three of them now be an empire at some point. University Drive here in Star Vegas, got that new patio area. Be sure to go check that out next time you're in town. Gloucester Street there in Tupelo and the newest one, Lake Harbor Drive there in the Roots and Flowood area. Bulldog Burger Company, the place where people go to meet. M-E-A-T. All right, I'll give you a quick update on Rock Vegas. Uh, by the time you hear this, tickets for Rock Vegas will already be on sale. Matter of fact, we're going to have the little ceremonial uh Clicking at the link uh, here around 10 a.m. Headed over to uh, Charlie Winfield's office to make sure everything pops off. 
it, there's been a lot, man. It's taken two weeks to get to this point, but uh, basically after today, I'm done with uh, all the major things. Just got to wait for a couple things. You know, we've got some shirts com- coming in. We've got some VIP passes and things like that. You know, we're going to do a first-class first deal. I mean, my, my thing about that is it's always been, you know, if I'm going to put my name on something, I want it to be great. And there sometimes I'll write a little, you know, 600-word article, and I'll think to myself, yeah, this is just okay. But when you're going to put a big event on and you want people to come to it and you want people to enjoy themselves, because for a lot of people, it's a chance to kind of get out and be a kid for a little while. You, you want to make sure you're doing your best. And so I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've been stressed. I haven't been. I may be as we get closer to the show. I've enjoyed the planning, organization, reaching out to people. And I want to share something with you, too. I haven't had to ask for anything. As soon as I announced that, hey, I'm going to do a show, many of you just kind of came out of the woodwork and said, hey, Steve, we want to be involved in this. We want to be involved in this. Before I could even get on the phone and start calling sponsors, I had many of you messaging me, hey, we want to be affiliated with this. It's a wonderful thing. Now, I think some of it's because you guys like me. But the bigger issue here is that you guys like Mississippi State. You love Mississippi State. This is a big deal. It's the first of other deals. And my hope is, is that there's some other people that uh, have some know-how, perhaps in, you know, in, in other pursuits, that will say, hey, I know something we can do. Because I can tell you the folks at the Collective, at the Bulldog Initiative, they're doing a great job. They need a little help, right? And so you put together an event like this and say, hey, Hey, Charlie, here's what we're going to do. And Charlie's been great. And Charlie was on vacation last week. And despite the fact that he's had to you know, kind of get caught up from all that this week, you know, he's been available to me. And we've been able to kind of put some things together. And, and so, you know, I, I share that because anybody can do something to help. And the importance of this NIL thing is something I want to spend a little time on this morning. I know people get tired of hearing about it. I get it. But hear me out, Okay. If, if we sit back and we do the old Mississippi State mentality, then we're going to become the old Mississippi State quickly. Now, I don't believe all these stories that I read on the Internet. Right? There are a lot of people out there that, you know, that, that there's no accountability for a lot of those folks. Little situations are a little different for people like myself. You know, there, there is some level of accountability. If I go out there and write a story that's untrue or unfair or whatever, I'm going to hear about it. But the reality of it is, you know, there are a lot of these people out there that are kind of carrying water for certain groups or whatever. Say, so, oh, this guy's going to get X number of dollars, whatever. But we can't afford to just kind of sit back and say, ah, you know, they'll eventually get a handle on this. We, we, we just can't. We can't afford to do that. And I mean, if you were like, you know, hey, Steve, when I played, you know what, you're right. But a lot's changed since you played. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. A lot's changed. You can say, well, you know, Steve, I want kids who want to be here. You know, that, that's true. Me too. You hear me say it all the time. I don't want anyone here from the cleaning staff to the coaching staff. They don't want to be here. If they think that there's another job out there that's better for them, then go get it because I want everybody to be here thinking, you know what, hey, this is the best opportunity for me at the time. 
Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her personal foundation, says they're seeing more issues than ever with dogs' joints, odors, and their health than ever before. After doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can all look to improve our dog's health, their food. What she's discovered is that many dog foods are made in a way they can actually create toxins that could possibly be wrecking our dog's health. And that's true for many of the premium brands as well. Fortunately, she's found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step -step how any of us can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. I've got five dogs. I do. I love them. I spend most of my time with them. In fact, Mojo, my mama blue healer, has helped me write six and a half books now. I want her to be as healthy and happy as possible. So if you feel like you do about your dogs the same way I do, let me encourage you to go to badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard and watch Catherine's video right now. And again, that's badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard. Be sure and check it out and make sure your pet is happier and healthier than ever. All right, Bulldog fans, our friends from Tacovas want to remind you that uh, it's festival season, it's concert season, it's sundress season. Yes, it is. And you know you need some nice boots to go along with every bit of that. And Tacovas is your stop for the best in Western wear. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and so much more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a very time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort, so no break-in period. You know how tough that can be with a brand new pair of boots. You can put these bad boys on and ride that ride with a smile. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with the same level of style. So stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary beverage or two, shop the new styles, the smell of fresh leather, and a friendly staff are always at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience quite like it. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tecovas. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges shipped right to your door. Go to Tecovas dot com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. But we are in a, you know, a different situation. Now, you hear about, oh, well, so-and-so got a million dollars or whatever. You know what? We're never going to be able to do that. It's never going to happen. And I don't believe it's happening with the frequency that some people suggest. But we've got to get going. And one of the things that, um, you know, I want to share with you something that I wrote on Facebook, you know, about, about the show coming up. And, and um, you know, here, you know, Lillian Axe has always been special to me. Always. And I've shared this with you guys before, but, um, you know, I was, I was in the metal scene, right? I mean, I loved metal. I grew up like many of you, you know, watching MTV and watching Headbangers Ball and, you know, watching Molly Crew and, and Rat and bands like that, Whitesnake. And I was like, man, these, these are the coolest people in the world. I want to be like them. And then there was our guys, Lillian Axe. You know, Stevie used to live in Clinton, you know, and so... We felt the connection. We felt like they were kind of our ambassadors. They were from the South. 
you know, they were, they were a band that was doing some big things. And so introducing them to a new generation, they got a new album dropped last week uh, from Womb to Tomb. If you're unfamiliar with it, it's a bit of a concept album. It's a, it's a little different than everything else in the catalog. I think Brent does a great job on the vocal. But the reality of it is, is that we're going to take that, you know, our interest in that, and they're not a nostalgia band, even though many of us have some very fond memories of being in high school and, and beyond with, with Lillian Axe. Uh, but, but the reality of it is, is that this is basically an opportunity for us to gather as a people, raise some money for the programs that we love, and help cultivate some interest in the Mississippi rock scene. Again, you know, maybe you see things differently. And I'll be honest with you, I, I was somewhat a, l- a little bit of a reluctant convert you know, to all of this. You know, my initial impression was, is okay, we're going to do NIL deals and uh, you know, y- young people will be able to go you know, do an ad for their you know, local car dealership or they'll be able to make money when their jersey is sold. And it's, it's kind of ballooned into something that is kind of out of control. Uh, you may have seen yesterday, I did a video with Kellum Clark on behalf of my publisher. We have an NIL deal with Kellum Clark to help promote Dogpile. Video's got over 10,000 views already. Now, hopefully, we'll sell some books, right? We've sold a bunch, but you know it's football season, but we want to kind of keep those titles out there and get you guys thinking, too, about Christmas. But uh, you know, one of the reasons we want to do that, number one, is we want to help our student athletes. If there is a vehicle out there in order for us to use that, to put a little money in their pockets, and I mean, I mean, a little money, something that's reasonable, not this ridiculous stuff you see on the internet. That that's the the purpose of NIL. I won't get into the financial particulars of a situation like that. But you go by, you shoot a little thirty second video. And you put some money in the kid's pocket. Of course, you do it all legally. You go through compliance. I mean, the way it works is I contact Kellum Clark on behalf of the publisher. And, hey, my publisher wants to do this NIL deal. They told me to pick a baseball player. I picked you. And then he goes into Canvas, and he reports the deal to compliance and says, hey, Steve Robertson on behalf of Crane Publishing contacted me. He wants to do NIL deals. He reports it. We go shoot the video. We write him a check. We've, we've never been able to do that before. Why would, why would we not do that, right? We're working on some deals right now on, um, you know, with a couple of football players to kind of promote our website. It's a vehicle we've never used before. And so maybe you have a business and say, you know, hey, I like Will Rogers. I like Emmanuel Forbes. I like, you know, maybe you're a, a company there in Tupelo. Maybe you think, hey, look at what Jed Johnson, our, our, our favorite son, is doing. And say, you know what, hey, I'd like to have some advertisement. You know, with Jet, you, you want to affiliate yourselves with people that are doing big things. They have a higher profile than you. You know, it's the thing I think about, too, is how many people follow, follow Kellum Clark that don't follow me? And all of a sudden, they see Kellum with uh, his uh, now shaved head, it appears. He, he got skinned up a little bit there, got his, uh, got the buzz cut, you know, which was, uh, that's kind of breaking news, I guess, for many people, but. But why would we not utilize that? You know, I get the, the sleazy aspect of this NIL stuff where people are, you know, supposedly making hundreds of thousands of dollars and that sort of stuff. You know, and again, that's few and far between, and I don't believe a lot of the rhetoric that's out there. 
But why would you not want to affiliate yourself and help a Mississippi State student athlete? Maybe there's a softball player from your area that maybe was a star. And maybe she has an opportunity now to, uh, to do some NIL stuff for your business. It just makes sense to use it. You know, in the past, you're like, you know, we'd like to do some advertising, but we don't know what to do. You know, well, here you go. And so my hope is some other people will kind of jump on board. I, I don't have the corner of the market on good ideas. If I, if I did, I, I wouldn't be, you know, running a website, right? I'd be, you know, I'd be at the top of some mountain somewhere, you know, like some guru just kind of giving everybody the answers. But uh, the reality of it is, is this is a vehicle that has never been available to us before. And it's like I think about our, like our business, you know, like I told you, we're, you know, in contact with a couple of football players now trying to get some uh, – Trying to get some deals done, you know, to help promote our website. But it's like, it's basically the same target audience, right? I mean, the, the, the most people that would enjoy our content are people that probably enjoy watching Will Rogers play football. They enjoy watching Landon Sims play baseball. They enjoy watching Tolu Smith play, foot, play basketball, right? He could play football. So that's the good side of NIL. And I think it's important that all of our people understand that it's not just this seedy undertaking that some people have made it out to be where you're just buying recruits. And I'll be honest with you, I don't want to be involved in anything like that at any point in my career, ever. But if we've got established players that have built a profile, then they should be able to benefit from their name, image, and likeness. That's the intent of the entire thing. Now, this money that we're going to raise for the show, it's uh, all going to uh, the Bulldog Initiative, and they can use it however they wish. I've not given uh, Charlie or Buccino's guys any parameters. I haven't said, okay, hey, this is for baseball, this is for football. Hey, m- my attitude is this. Hey, you guys are out there on the front lines for us. You know the needs. We don't always know the needs. So just take it and do with it what you will. If you need it for women's golf, use it for women's golf. If you need it for volleyball, use it for volleyball. And, and you know, you can pick and choose when you go to the Bulldog Initiative website. You say, hey, I, I want this to go to baseball. Or perhaps you have a, you know, a, a child or a family member on one of the other teams and say, hey, I want all this to go to men's golf, you know, because that's, that's our family's rooting interest right now. Then you, you should be able to do that. But, again, I was kind of a reluctant convert to all this. But when I sat down and kind of talked to people, it's like, Okay, I get it now. I get it. I understand the proper way this is supposed to function. And so, again, I encourage you, give to the initiative. You know, perhaps consider doing some advertising, you know, with, with, with your business. You know, but you could have an appearance, right? If you're, if you're having like, a, you know, a big, you know, event in your town or something, maybe you can get a Bulldog student athlete to come out there and sign autographs and take pictures for you. That's all permissible, too. They should be compensated for their time, right? So I just throw that out there. I think it's important to get it. I mean, not everybody's going to be able to put a rock show together. We all have different strengths. We all have different interests. And we've navigated through this very, very quickly. And then in about, uh, what, 35 days or so, we're going to have a show. And it's going to be great. And I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm like a kid again in many respects. I've been by the venue, I think, every day this week. And I'll think of something. You know, we had, a, we had a, a, a gentleman contact me yesterday. He's like, hey, Steve, I want to sponsor the event. And I said, well, to be honest with you, our financial needs have been met. I mean, I think we're, I think we're in a good place. He goes, Steve, i got to be involved. 
I have to be involved. And so we took the donation and we put together some uh, promotional stuff and some things that I wasn't going to do and some things that I thought would be really cool, but I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to go out and ask for that. Then all of a sudden somebody pops up and says, hey, Steve, here's what we need. I, I have to be involved with this. I want to be, I'm kind of reluctant. Um, I guess reluctance is the wrong word. I'm a little late to the party here. Maybe I'm a little tardy. But I want to be involved in this. I don't want any name recognition. I don't want, to, I don't want my name on the shirts or anything like that. I just want to be involved in all this. It will make me feel good because I'm a, I'm a rock guy and I want to make sure that uh, this happens. And they give this money anonymously and now we're going to be able to have a little promotion for the show. I, I don't think we're going to need it. But my attitude is this. And I said this last night with a few people. You know, we live in a small town, but we're not small time. And I'm not a small time thinker. And nor should you be. I mean, we live in one of the greatest places in the world, in my estimation. I, I love our town. I do. I get a little frustrated sometimes when, when, when you know, things close earlier than I think they should. I'm not running their business. But, uh, you know, I... I I live a different life and live a different schedule, but I want to do something great for Starkville. And I want to do something great for Mississippi State. You know, if I didn't live here, I would say, all right, we're doing all this for Mississippi State. But let me, let me tell you this. For those of you who don't live here, I love our college students. I do. I'm the father of uh, one of them. Love them. But there's not a lot of places that, uh, you know, let's say older people can go. I mean, you know, if I go to a rock show, I, I, don't, I don't, like, scan the room to, to, like, see how old everybody is. I'm there to see the show. I'm there to see the band. But it's a college town, so a lot of the entertainment is skewed towards the college crowd, as it should be, right? But I hear all the time, you know, like, man, there's, not, there's never anything going on. There's never this, never that. And I don't want to go down here and see this show. And you know, you'd be arm to arm with, you know, there's a lot of college kids. I may, may run to my, to my son down there. That'd be kind of weird. And so we're trying to put some other things together for Starkville. But I know this. There are a lot of Boneyard listeners that live in Starkville that share the same musical interest as me. And they're really excited about coming to the show. So tickets are going to go on sale today. We do expect a sellout, and uh, goodness, if everybody that has messaged me buys a ticket, you know, we could probably, you know, fill the the uh, the State Palace Theater multiple times. So don't delay. Don't think, hey, I've been thinking about going to the show. If you think you're going to go, you need to go and buy a ticket quickly. 500 tickets. That's all there is. 500 tickets to see a national recording artist that uh, was very instrumental in the, you know, kind of introduction to the Mississippi rock scene. Took us to new heights in many respects. And so, get involved. Whether you come to the rock show or not, there's some things that you can do to help for the betterment of Mississippi State student-athletes. But if you live in Starkville, and you're one of those kind of people that's like, you know what, hey, Steve, there's never any bands that I want to see that come to Starkville. You know, we, I think the last couple of shows we had at the Hump were what, ZZ Top and Jack White, maybe. I think it's an underutilized facility. I know our friends over that run the Bancor South and Tupelo do a great job. They do. I've seen some great shows there. We, we can carve out a niche, too, you know, right here in Starkville. 
I mean, and let, let's be honest, you know, like Winger and the Bullet Boys aren't going to sell out the Bancor South Center, you know, right? But they might sell out the amphitheater, right? Here in Starkville, now, not the Brandon Amphitheater, and they may do the Brandon Amphitheater too, but the reality of it is, is that we can find a lane that gives us a little entertainment value, that gets people to come to Starkville, you know, that gets people to uh, be involved in all this. And, you know, I'm not saying we attach all of them to NIL by any stretch, but there are things that we can do. And we sit around sometimes and we wait for somebody else to do it. And, you know, and that's one of the things I, I, I think like Charlie Winfield is, is a great example um, of having some want to. You know, Charlie's a guy that has a thriving legal practice. Can you imagine how busy it is to be an attorney? I mean, really think about that. Like, I, I'm, I'm a busy person. I, I basically work about 18 hours a day. And uh, even when I'm not working, I'm thinking about working. Because, you know, it's, I, I'm usually by myself, right? And so I'm always thinking, what can I do tomorrow? What, what are we talking about on tomorrow's show? What can I write about tomorrow? What high school football game can I get to here in the next couple of weeks? That, that sort of stuff. There's always something. There's always a lot of planning and organization. But can you imagine being a lawyer? And preparing for trial and, you know, interviewing clients and witnesses and things like that and interviewing staff. To kind of, you know, could you imagine how, how, how time-consuming that is? I mean, we hear about that a lot. I mean, there's so many lawyers out there that bring a lot of work home with them. And then on top of that, the guy decides, hey, I'm going to go get involved with this NIL thing, knowing nothing about it other than there was a need. And Charlie goes, you know what? I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to kind of sacrifice my own personal and professional time because I see the importance of this. And again, there are a lot of people out there who say, Steve, I don't believe in NIL, and that's fine. You don't have to. You don't, you don't have to believe in it. It doesn't make it any less real. You know, it's just like that guy when his girlfriend breaks up. I just can't believe it. Well, she's still gone. It doesn't make her any less gone, whether you believe it or not. So we've got a choice to make here. Either we can do innovative and creative things to help or we can stick our head in the sand and and then a few years from now you'd be like we need to fire all these coaches not realizing that you're part of the problem you say well you know steve i just don't have it to give you know what i appreciate that too you know what you but you could share some links for us you could retweet you know some things out there to kind of help the bulldog initiative you could buy tickets to our show 100% 100% of the proceeds go directly to the initiative. Matter of fact, when you buy a ticket, when you buy a ticket to go see Lillian Axe and Twist and Four Way Stop at Hobie's on Main on September 30th, when you buy that ticket, when they get ready to disperse the funds from the ticket sales, it goes directly to the initiative. And when I say directly to the initiative, Charlie set up the ticketing. I had him ask him to do it. I said, you, I don't want your financial information. You put this up. Use that way. You can control it and you can see it all yourself. That's how quick it is. It's like, oh, well, surely this is just going to be a part of the proceeds. No, it's 100% of the proceeds. 100% of the proceeds. Like, money never comes to me. It doesn't pass through Hobie's hands or, or anybody at the door's hands because it's going to be all online ticketing. Even if you show up at the show and there are tickets available and you haven't bought a ticket, you're going to have to go to the Eventbrite website, and that's probably important to know. I'll tweet out a link for those of you that have missed it, but it's going to be at eventbrite.com. Best thing to do, it's, it's kind of difficult to navigate their site sometimes. You go to eventbrite.com, and uh, click on events, and then search Starkville, and you can find it. But um, we're going to get some things together. And it's not just about – I mean, there's, there's a lot of – 
there's a lot of things that are happening here. Like with this, like when I think about the show, I mean, it's like you know, for the, it's for the betterment of Starkville. You know, it's for the betterment of our student athletes. It's for the betterment of the Mississippi rock scene. And I've gotten motivated now. I mean, there's a lot of people that I, that I dealt with years ago that have reached out and says, dude, you need to do this, you need to do that. We're going to do some other things, but it's not going to be – I can't do this all the time I mean, because it takes up so much of my time. And, uh, you know, there have been so many people, too, that have reached out and said, hey, Steve, I'm happy to help. You just give me an idea of what you want to do, you know. And, and maybe we'll do that. You know, maybe we'll get some volunteers perhaps and put a little committee together and, um, you know, to kind of help bring some of these events more regularly. Uh, but uh, it, it does take – because of the fact I'm like a kid and I get so excited and I get tunnel vision about stuff, you know, it, I got other businesses to run too. And so it's important, you know, to kind of take care of that. But you know, my hope is that perhaps this will inspire you to maybe look at yourself and say, okay, well, what, what, what can we do? What can we do to help? And you know what? And if you don't want to, that's okay too. That's okay. I'm not going to think any less of you, uh, but I might think a little bit more of those that do. And so, you know what? Hey, Steve, you know, we, we've got an alumni group over here in uh, Birmingham, and we're going to go put a 5K together, and we're going to get with Charlie, and we're going to donate the money to the collective. You know, maybe that's what you do. You know, or maybe you say, you know what? Hey, we're going we're gonna to go do a car wash, whatever. And it sounds so small, right? You can say, you know, well, Steve, everybody else is out here raising millions of dollars, but you know what? You're a couple thousand bucks, and then – and then Billy Bob's a couple thousand bucks, and then Luke and Bo and everybody else's a couple thousand bucks. You start putting that thing together, and all of a sudden you got something. So let's not dismiss our own efforts as being insignificant. It's important to understand that. Everything counts. It's, you know, we can't just sit back and wait for Mickey Holloman to write another you know, $10 million check or something. We can't wait for other people, our, our big donors around our fan base. You know, and they get nickel and dimed to death. This is our chance. And, you know, again, you can go to the collective, go to Bulldog Initiative, and you can set up monthly donations yourself, monthly disbursements. And you know what? Say, Steve, I just don't make a lot of money. I can't afford to give much. Maybe I can give 20 bucks a month. Okay, give it. You know, Steve, we're just not in a position right now that we can give, you know, $10,000. You know, can you give 100 You know, everything counts. And everybody, I'm telling you, like, I, I feel it's hard to describe. I feel like I'm doing my part. You know, it's like one thing to talk about it. It's one thing to have, you know, encourage other people to do it. But I was like, you know, let's just put our money where our mouth is. And, you know, I was, I was thinking, you know what, we could write a check and we could just give that money to the initiative. And, and that's, that's great. And then I thought, well, what if we took that money instead? What if we, what if we took that, that one talent and we turned it into five? You know, what if we took that piece and we invested it in an event did a lot of other people perhaps the opportunity to give that kind of magnified the situation a little bit and allowed more money to flow through the coffers of the collective. And that's what we decided to do. And we're going to do some other cool things too. And again, you know, there's a lot of ideas out there. It's just about, we just need somebody to go champion some of that stuff in, in their own communities or perhaps, you know, with their own businesses. So there are just so many ways that you can be involved and it's legal you're not going to run afoul of compliance if you do it the right way. And that's the thing, too. If you want that buffer zone between you and a student athlete, give the money to the collective. Then the relationship is between you and Charlie. And you're like, hey, well, here's the deal. I donated this money for the betterment of Mississippi State. I didn't go contact a student athlete. You, you can, but if you're, if you're uncomfortable with that, go directly to the collective. 
and it's done. You write the check, you're finished. You know, it's worth the time and effort, in my opinion. All right, time for today's top 10 list, brought to you by CloseWithBlair.com. Blair Chandler, a good friend of mine, a good friend of yours, a friend in the industry. I love Blair Chandler. He's a good dude. He, he's, he's a big guy, too. If, if you've never seen him before, Blair's a big dude. And I don't mean, like, offensive line big. I mean, it's like maybe, like, post-retirement defensive end big. Guy's got a big heart. Got a heart for other people. One thing that uh, Blair has told me in the past, you know, is like uh, he's had people that uh, have kind of run across his uh, desk that, uh, you know, on the verge of foreclosure. You know, things happen in life, right? And Blair talks about how rewarding it is when you have somebody that is in kind of financial ruin. Maybe they're living paycheck to paycheck or less. Maybe they're having to kind of pick and choose what bills get paid this month. And you're able to kind of help them get that stuff consolidated down into one monthly payment. Watching them sign the papers and walk out, knowing that all this stress and anxiety is behind them, Blair tells me it's a very rewarding undertaking. And I suspect it is. I mean, you know, we talk about so many things in life. We don't know how other people are living. You know, so it's not just, hey, I want to put a pool in, and maybe it is for you. Or, I mean, we got a wedding to pay for, and maybe it is for you. But there's some other people out there that are really struggling, and maybe that's you. So I encourage you to check in with Blair Chandler at CloseWithBlair.com. at C-L-O-S-E with Blair, B-L-A-I-R.com. And say, hey, we need to refinance. And there's no point being proud, right? You know, what's your pride worth? Is it worth a good night's sleep? Is it worth all that anxiety and craziness, dodging bill collectors, scared to open the mailbox, Right. Take control of your life, man. I mean, honestly, if you've got equity available to you, you've got an opportunity uh, to kind of put this thing together. And, you know, and, and here's the deal, too. Maybe you're a subprime borrower for a reason. You know, maybe your person's just not good with money. You know, and you, and you need to get that handled. We can get the debt cleared. But there are other people, too, that have things that had to simply happen in life, and they get behind. They get behind, and they feel like they're never going to get caught up. You can get caught up. Go to CloseWithBlair.com today. And here's the thing, too. If you, if you mention to Blair that you heard about him on the show, he's going to pay for your appraisal. That's one less thing you've got to worry about. Closewithblair.com. Be sure to check him out today. And, of course, mention uh, the Boneyard to him. All right, and real quickly, uh, I had to pause the show because I had to go downtown, uh, spend a little time with Charlie Winfield this morning as the first tickets for our Rock Vegas show are now purchased. There's events out there. You can go to Eventbrite or you can find my social media. I've got links on Twitter and Facebook. A lot of people have shared it. Thank you very much for doing so. Even if you can't come to the show, even if you're not a rocker, if you love Mississippi State and support the event, how about giving us a retweet or a share? How about that? You could do that, right? It doesn't cost you anything. Chances are your, uh, your feed is not going to have anything as cool as a rock show. So if you're not, even no matter what your circumstances are, please, please, please share the tweets and Facebook posts about the show. There are a lot of people on your friend list or to follow you that maybe perhaps uh, would be interested in coming to the show that may not hear about it otherwise. So that's something you can do to help us because we're doing our best to help the you know, Mississippi State student-athletes. And so tickets now on sale for Rock Vegas. Feels really good to say that. 
All right, we're going to do our top ten list today, as always, brought to you by CloseTheBlair.com. And a lot of people say, well, you know, Steve's kind of stuck in the 80s, and that is absolutely not true. I may favor the tunes from the 80s, but there are some modern rock bands that I love. I'm going to introduce you to a band today that maybe you're unfamiliar with. I've met these guys. They're fabulous. They're at Oklahoma City. I went to a show in Little Rock, Arkansas. I uh, got in early because, thankfully, I was on the guest list from our guys at Shaman's Harvest and got to meet uh, – the Aranda Brothers. So we're going to do Aranda today. And if you listen to Octane, maybe you're somewhat familiar with them. I don't think they get enough airplay, to be quite honest with you. you got some new material coming out. They just uh, dropped an acoustic uh, EP of some songs that they have done recently. So we're going to get into top 10 Aranda songs. That's A-R-A-N-D-A. I shared my list with my oldest son, and he believes that my number five song is undervalued. He could start his own show. Uh, but anyway, and thanks so much for your feedback on the Black Sabbath list. Had a lot of people like, dude, I can't believe we're just now doing Black Sabbath. I feel the same way. And then I had a friend of mine that was in a band with me. He said, hey, there's no Ronnie James Dio stuff here. And you know what? You're right. We'll probably come back at some point and do a Black Sabbath post Ozzy top 10 at some point. I'm a huge Ronnie James Dio fan. One of the biggest voices in metal, for sure. Did a great job and uh, did a great, great, great job in Rainbow. And then eventually in Dio, and of course, uh, some time there in, in, uh, in Black Sabbath. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. So let's make sure we get to Aranda, and then uh, I'm going to, uh, to tell you some other things. I, I recently interviewed uh, Chris Monas. So, all right, so let's get to number 10. Number 10 is the first single off the initial album. Aranda's only had three full length albums, and then a handful of EPs and singles that have been released. Uh, really, really solid band. And here's the thing, too. They're not metal, but they are rock. And so if you're a metal fan, you can listen to this and probably you know get something from it. And if you, you know, say, hey, you know, Steve, I'm more of a rock radio person, I think Aranda's right in your, up your alley. Number 10, Punish Me. First song on the debut album, Punish Me. Great track, really good guitar riff to start. I think you'll dig them. I think that's a good introduction to this. Number nine is a song called Stay. It's not a ballad, uh, but it's one that's uh, you know, about relationships, like many of them are. And it's one thing, too, that I'll say. Uh, there's a lot of relationship songs in the Aranda catalog. You know, not a lot of uh, just kind of in-your-face rock and roll stuff. A lot, a lot of relationship, a lot of relatable topics. Stay is one of those tracks. Number eight, this is a mainstay in the Aranda set list. They still play this, and uh, when I saw them in Little Rock, there are a lot of fans that had come down from Oklahoma City that they really kind of hit the roof when they broke into this one. It's a track called Why You Want to Bring Me Down. Kind of a relationship song too, right? But it's all one word. Why You Want to Bring Me Down is one word. So if you're looking for this on a Spotify list, you'll, you'll see it. It'll look kind of odd, but uh, great song. Number seven, probably the only song that I would say on this list that kind of skews kind of in that alternative rock guitar tuning, a little bit different, but it's a track called uh, Don't Wake Me. Great song. I love it. It kills live. People always sing along to it. Number six is a deep track that probably wouldn't make most people's top 10 lists of Aranda. Even, even probably the hardcore Aranda fans may not pick this one. If they did, it wouldn't be this high. I absolutely love this song. I wish I had written this. I think the writing is very catchy. It's a song called Love Hitchhiker, you know, because she's a high hill walker and I'm a real smooth talker, but I ain't going to call her baby. 
great song. I love this one so, so very much. I think it should have been a single. I think it would have killed. I've never heard them perform this song live, but uh, it really sounds good in the car. Number five, and this is the song that Ani and I have the disagreement about. The first single off Stop the World is a single called Undone. I love the guitar. I mean, absolutely love the guitar on this one. I don't know what he's using to get that tone, but more people should. It really, really sounds great. Uh, it's not like the crunching stuff, but it's also not like that, you know, corn kind of in the background type stuff either. But there's just some tone with that initial deal that I think is amazing. All right, number number four. This was a huge hit for these guys. And again, if you're a serious XM Octane listener, you're very familiar with this track, but it's One More Lie, which was the second single off of the Stop the World album, which in my estimation is the best album. There are three full-length albums I mentioned. Stop the World, I think, is the best one. I think they really kind of found their groove here. But One More Lie, again, a relationship song. Uh, One More Lie, I Can't Believe. Great song, great vocal. Uh, lyrical content, very relatable. I think you'll enjoy that one. Number three, I dig this one, man. This is, uh, you know, obviously I do. It wouldn't be, on the, would be number three, right? But it's uh, from the Not The Same album that was released back in 2015. Love this one, too. This is a tour that I saw them on, and uh, it's a track called We Are The Enemy. This is not a relationship song. This is basically, uh, you want you want to come get me? That's cool because that's who we are. You know, I'm gonna draw a line, dare you to cross across cross it. It's uh, it's amazing song. I love the guitar on this one, but it's got that big chorus. You know, and a guy that's from the 1900s, you know, we kind of grew up with the big chorus, especially in the 80s. This has kind of got that pronounced chorus that I think, while it doesn't sound maybe like an 80s track, it's kind of got that element in it. All right, number two. Another huge hit, and I believe this is probably the highest charting song in the Aranda catalog, and uh, sung by Chip's brother. It's a song called Satisfied. Another relationship song, but it's, uh, it's not what you think. It's like, I never want to see you satisfied. It's like, oh, you left me for some other dude? Well, I hope that you're never happy. That's basically what it's about. It's a bitter petty song and some point when you go through a breakup you can put this song on and you can sing along and say this you know what this is exactly how I feel I don't want to see you satisfied number one it goes back to the very first album the self-titled debut album I absolutely love this song if I was ever going to introduce you to Aranda like if I was going to say hey give this song a listen and see if you like this band this is the song that I would share they don't play it live anymore. I talked to Chip about it when I saw him. I was like, the one song I wanted to hear, I didn't get to hear. And he goes, oh, you know, we haven't played that in years, but it's a great tune. I don't know why they don't they don't play it. I think they should play it, you know, maybe twice a show. That's how good it is. It's a song called Still in the Dark. And basically, it's about, you know, you're kind of caught in this cold fish. It's like, I know if I could ever get over the wall. If I know if I could ever get inside that things would be great. They're like, there's a real person in there. Because you know how it is when you start dating somebody, everybody's so guarded and they put their hands up and everything else and they don't want to let you in because people don't want to get hurt. That's kind of what that song's about. It's like, you know, I know there's another side of this, but I'm still in the dark. You know, so it's like, she's kind of keeping him at arm's length. And so it's a great song. The The, the vocal on it is just absolutely banging. And, and then there is, it starts out with acoustic guitar and then the song builds and builds. It is a phenomenal piece of music. So I didn't think we were going to do Aranda today. I mean, it wasn't on my, on my radar, and I got in the car, and I felt like listening to some Aranda. 
And so here we are. I'm sharing with you the gift of Aranda. Again, that's A-R-A-N-D-A. It's, it's not a band that many of you have heard of. But this is a band that sold a lot of records. And again, new album about to drop or maybe just dropped. Uh, check them out. I think you owe it to yourself because I, I love finding new bands. You know what I'm saying? It's like I, I love, I, you know, I, I'm a huge Shinedown fan, right? And um, even though I, I haven't had a chance to really kind of get into uh, the new album, I've listened to it a couple times through, but you know, I like getting new bands that I like love more than like a couple tracks. I think that's the case here. I, I'm turning you on to somebody that I think that maybe is an underappreciated band. They've been out and done some big shows, but at the same time, too, I think many of you maybe are unfamiliar. And so I'm giving you this gift, the gift of Aranda Music. Check them out today. That's your top 10 list. If you have ideas for the top 10 list, reach out and let us know. We'll be glad to do them. It may take us a while. Roy keeps a list. You can get on the list by DMing Roy at Dogmatic67. I guess you could tweet him. He wouldn't mind. That's D-A-W-G-M-A-T-I-C-6-7. And Roy does a, you know, does the Lord's work by putting these lists on Spotify for you guys so you can enjoy them. If you're a Spotify user, you can follow Roy at that same uh, handle, Dogmatic67. And also, we always tweet it out, so you can always click on it and see. It always promotes a lot of discussion, and I appreciate your feedback about the top 10 list. All right, next segment of the show brought to you by Campus Bookmart. I was in there earlier this week. I, I love going in there because I like to see the new stuff. There is going to be the grand reopening uh, September 2nd. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to um, I'm gonna be there September 3rd before the game is signed books. I'll be at Book Martin Cafe uh, Friday evening. And then I will be, let me give you the actual dates on that. And then I'll be at Campus Book Mart Saturday before the game. And of course, I'll probably be, um, I don't know where I'll be that night. Probably, I'm, I'm thinking about going to see Four-Way Stop play in, in Vicksburg. And then uh, I'll be in back in time. For the signing, uh, let me let me give you the actual dates on that. There's a lot going on on my phone. So, okay, so let's see here. Campus Bookmart looks like that is going to be that afternoon, like Friday afternoon. I think that's correct. Let's see here. But I will be at Bookmart Cafe Friday, four to six. The Friday. So if you if you're coming to town for the Memphis game, you can swing by Bookmart Cafe and see me. And then I'll be at Campus Bookmart Saturday before the game, 2 to 4. So 2 to 4, the grand reopening of the new bully shop. It's all upstairs. You'll be excited and glad to see it. Amazing selection there. And it's so easy to get around in there, you know. Uh, so, you know, sometimes you go some places and it's like a flea market. That's not the case there. You know, now it's a little more room to wa- operate and kind of move around in there. Again, Campus Bookmart, a great place to do business uh, best selection of Mississippi State merchandise. A lot of people make that claim. They actually back it up. If you can't make it to town, visit them at campusbookmart.net. And by being a loyal Bondyard listener, we'll give you a phrase that pays, and that is BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. That'll get you free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. Any order less than $50, absolutely incomplete. All right, today we're going to wrap up our SEC football previews. We don't play Vanderbilt this year, I guess, unless we both make the SEC championship game, right? Uh, it, it could happen. Mine probably not. But, uh, but the reality of it is, is uh, Vanderbilt, it's, Clark Lee's first year was a little tough, but they, they played tough at times. Let's take a quick look back at uh, the Vanderbilt 2021 season. They open up losing to East Tennessee State in Vanderbilt, at Nashville. And it wasn't even close, 23-3. to Kind of an auspicious start there. They go to Colorado State. I picked them to lose that game. 
They kicked the last second field goal to win. First win of the Clark Lee era. Congratulations to Barton Simmons and the staff up there for that. Uh, the next week, they host the Stanford Cardinal and get drummed 41-23. Georgia then goes in the next week. They played that game at 11. I think Vanderbilt would have been happy if they didn't play it at all. Georgia wins 62 to nothing. UConn, they host Vanderbilt. UConn came up short, probably should have won. Vandy finds a way, 30 to 28. And that was the last highlight of the season for the Commodores. The next week, they traveled to the swamp, and Dan Mullen beat them 42 to nothing. Could have beat them much worse. They go to South Carolina and nearly pull it off. That's a good job of coaching, too. You get drum like that the week before, and you feel like, hey, this is a game that we can win, and you go down there. And, and Vanderbilt should have won the game. Many of you kept turning over there because you're like, is Vanny going to win this thing? Well, they didn't. South Carolina wins 21-20. And, again, again, I know I've got some Shane Beamer fans that listen to the show. Is this really more of who they are than the team that beat Florida, right? I mean, the team that struggled with Vanderbilt, I don't know. I think they, they got some breaks last year. But Vandy, of course, that's another narrow loss for them. A lot of these games weren't competitive. That one was. Mississippi State rolls into Nashville, and we had probably five times more fans than Vanderbilt did. We win 45-6 to six and didn't play exceptionally well in the first quarter. But once we got rolling, we were impossible to stop. 45-6, and I think a lot of our people said, you know what, hey, this is what I wanted to see from this team. It's let's go up there and dominate a bad Vanderbilt team. If we had struggled with Vanderbilt, I mean, it would that would have been a difficult situation, right? You always want to win, but we needed to win with some style points. We did. The next week, despite the fact that Missouri's anemic defense came to Nashville, the Tigers found a way to win. 37-28, and again, competitive game, and one of the better offensive games of the year for Vanderbilt. And again, a lot of that's because Missouri can't stop anybody. The next week, they're off. They are a game against Kentucky. Kentucky wins 34-17, but I thought Vanderbilt came out and played with a little vigor. That was a night game, if you recall. We expected Kentucky to win. It was kind of a benign atmosphere up there in Nashville, but they just kind of ran out of juice. And Kentucky was a much better team. The next week in the battle of the Vanderbilts between Ole Miss and, and the true Vanderbilt, this game was competitive too. Vandy just didn't have any offense. But Ole Miss wins 31-17. You know, Matt Crowell wasn't quite 100%, you know. But uh, good job, Vanderbilt, at least going out there and making it. And, I don't, and, you know, like Vanderbilt was running the football with some success, and they kind of got away from it late. We were all pulling for you, Vandy. We were. We liked Vanderbilt to win the Battle of Vanderbilts. Finally, they closed out the regular season with a 45-21 loss to uh, Tennessee. Not really much to say about that one. I mean, that's the reality of life. But they close out the year on a seven-game losing streak. Now, this is a program that has not won many college football games in the last few years. You remember in 2020, they go winless. And we all thought, oh, there's no way anybody's going to get fired in a COVID year. And then a bunch of people did. Derek Mason was among the first. Previous year, they went three, in 19, they won three games. They've won over five games in three years. They go six and seven back in 18. And you're thinking, okay, well, maybe they've turned the corner. They made a bowl game. Down the stretch, if you remember, in 2018, Vanderbilt wins the Battle of the Vanderbilts. They beat Ole Miss 36-29 in overtime. And then the next week, they destroyed Tennessee 38-13. And they closed out the year on a uh, with winning three of their last four. The one loss was a 33-28 loss at Columbia, Missouri. 
They even beat Arkansas by, by two touchdowns. They end up going to the uh, Texas Bowl and losing by seven to Baylor. And you're thinking, okay, well, Derek Mason's going to have this thing going now. Now they've kind of got to, you know, hey, things are going good. We're in a bowl game. We're competing. We're beating Tennessee. We're, we, we don't have – there's not a trophy for that rivalry game with Ole Miss, but they've won that. And then the next year you go three and nine. And you're thinking, you know what, this is not going to work out. And, of course, you lose all nine. And so that's the thing, too. You start thinking about you know, SEC games. You know, the last SEC win for Vanderbilt dates back to that big blowout of Tennessee. Is that right? I think I, let me double-check that. I don't, I don't want to mislead you. You come to me for information. Now, they beat Missouri, yeah. The last SEC win for Vanderbilt was Missouri of 2019, a 21-14 win. So what do they have coming back? Let's take a quick look at that. Uh, you know, that's the thing, too. You, you almost feel like, do you need a, uh, an influx of talent? You know, do you need uh, – do you really want many of those guys back that have grown so accustomed to losing? That's one thing I think about. You know, a new coach really changes the culture. A lot of times you can get guys to buy in. And I think last year, even though Vanderbilt didn't have a great year, I think Clark Lee got some buy-in. We talked about some close losses they had. Um, and, and, you know, he's a guy, too, that, you know, he's from the area, a fan, grew up coming to games there, played there. So he is committed to Vanderbilt. You know, he's not a guy that's looking, you know, to just jump right out for the next job. You know, he's going to at some point possibly be a, a coach somewhere else. But he's there to do this job. He's there because he loves Vanderbilt. And I suspect that Vanderbilt probably prob, – family probably feel like that he'll be around for a while. You know, they're going to open the se- season, you know, against Hawaii. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, – you know, we saw some interesting athletes there last year on offense. They had a couple of skill guys. But um, – and I'll be honest with you, and I don't mean this to be in a disrespectful tone. It'll come across that way. I thought the talent disparity between Mississippi State and Vanderbilt last year was as big as it's ever been. There were times I didn't think Vanderbilt looked like an SEC football team. Yeah, there were a few guys here and there. But as far as, like, seeing size at every level of defense and seeing explosive uh, skill on offense, there wasn't any of that. And you can say, but Steve, it's Vanderbilt. Yeah, I understand that. But there are a lot of elite athletes that will go to Vanderbilt for the quality of the education, and they look more like an FCS team to me, including getting blown out by an FCS team to open their season. But, um, you know, there's some interesting pieces, I guess, that comes back. Um, Offensively, it seemed like they never could always sell on a quarterback last year. Uh, they finally did Mike Wright. You know, it, Ken Seals, I guess, is still kind of hanging on up there. But Mike Wright, I think, gives them the best chance to win. He's a more mobile quarterback when things break down. And when, and when you don't have a lot of playmakers on offense, you probably need to put the ball in the hands of the guy that can make plays for you, and that's Mike Wright. Now, well, we worried about that last year when we played him, is how dangerous he is on the ground. So we'll see. That offensive line was beat up last year, and, of course, they had some guys transfer out. Tyler Steen, of course, uh, headed Alabama. A lot of people thought we should have gotten him. We were never going to get him from Alabama. That's just the reality of life there. He's headed up there. But, uh, you know, Vanderbilt, that offensive line is going to be kind of interesting. You know, we'll see how things play out. But um, running back, uh, Ramon Davis could be the dude. Could be the dude. We'll see what happens there. All these dings are people hitting me up trying to get tickets. No matter how many times I tweeted out or shared on Facebook, I, I'm not selling the tickets myself. You buy them from the link, and I don't get any of that money. That money goes to the collective. Back to our preview here. 
Uh, you know, Rocco Griffin, they got some other guys. They got some intriguing guys that were kind of on the Mississippi State recruiting radar, not necessarily guys that Mississippi State recruited, but guys that they evaluated and had in camp and that sort of stuff. Where I expect Vanderbilt to take a step forward is defense. Clark Lee is a defensive-minded guy. I think you saw last year. I mean, Derek Mason's a guy kind of built a pedigree on being one of the better defensive coordinators around. Of course, he goes to Auburn and it becomes such a such a joke. He leaves Auburn, but he recruited some good defensive players. And so it's not like that Vanderbilt is completely devoid of talent, especially at linebacker. You know, Clark Lee is a guy that obviously understands that. But uh, when you look at this group now, like Anthony Orgeau, that, that, that guy is probably going to play on Sundays. And that's a guy that will lead this team. Very productive tackler. They get a transfer in from a couple guys, too. You get uh, Jeremy Lucian from UConn and Clemson linebacker Kane Patterson. That's a guy, too, that was on the Mississippi State recruiting radar for a while, too. Never really took off there. But um, uh, Elijah McAllister is a guy that they expect big things from up front. We'll see some younger guys kind of mix and match in there. But, um, you know, I'm eager to see how this group kind of comes together. Not sure what they're going to do defensively, but if they take on the personality of their head coach, then I think this defense will be very blue-collar. They'll get in there and mix it up. Will they have enough athletes to pull it off late? That kind of remains to be seen. But I could see them. They, they probably need to win games 21-17. to 17. You know, I don't think they can beat you in a shootout. But I think this defense is going to be a little bit better. I don't think they're going to win many games because I, I don't think they're going to be able to score. But I think they're going to be able to get some things together. And what's interesting, too, a name from the, from the past, it seems like that he should be an uncle by now, or at least a, uh, a father, is uh, Joseph Bolivus. Remember him? Right? Remember that guy? Crazy. Still there. Was supposed to come to Mississippi State on his way to commit to Mississippi State. Decides to take a visit to Alabama. Ends up taking a blue shirt there. Ultimately leaves the program. You should have come here, kid. We could have used you last year. Even though you, you, you weren't great at Alabama, you had a great year at Vanderbilt. But, again, I think this is going to be one of those deals where Vanderbilt is just competitive enough to scare some people. And if you give them some special teams play, you give up big play in special teams, you give up a non-offensive touchdown, you're going to be in trouble. Because I think they're going to be a team that is going to probably improve when it comes to scoring, defensive scoring. I think they're going to do a pretty good job making people methodically work down the field. I don't think you're going to see a lot of big plays against Vanderbilt. Now, I may look stupid tomorrow or you know, six months from now as we're looking back in hindsight of the season. But I do think this Vanderbilt defense will be better. The question is, can they put together enough offense uh, to make this thing interesting? Again, I think they'll be a competitive team. I don't think they'll be a winning team. All right, let's take a look at their schedule this year. Uh, that, <laughs> I think it's going to be very similar to last year. I don't think there's any question about it. I think they're going to really struggle. I don't know how much identity they have on offense. You know, you got a couple guys there that are very different. And we'll see what happens. They're favored to beat uh, Hawaii. I picked Hawaii to win that game. Hawaii 4-2 and two at home last year. I think Vanderbilt was, what, 1-4, and 1-5 on the road last year. All right, so they're going to open up at Hawaii – and that'll be uh, tomorrow night. We'll get to watch that. Tomorrow night, looking forward to it. It's on CBS Sports Network. That's the parent company. 
The next week, the week that we play is Elon. They got a chance to get out of the gate 2-0. and Then they will host Wake Forest. That's a loss. And then they're at Northern Illinois. They could win that one. They, they could be 3-1 and one out of the gate. If they win at Hawaii, I suspect they will be 3-1. and one. And then, our, then you know, hopes will be high, and then Alabama will stomp them to death. So, 3-2. and two. Well, then, in Nashville, they get to host the Battle of the Vanderbilts. Ole Miss goes running in there. I still like Ole Miss to win this game, even though, listen, you listen to the show, you know my feelings about the Rebels, but I'm not going to completely throw out all objectivity here. I think it could be like last year. I think now, Vanderbilt, for some reason, sees Ole Miss as a winnable game every year. They, and they play as much. And sometimes they do. And the fact that it's in Nashville, they'll be fired up to play. I just think Ole Miss is going to have too much offensive skill. But if Vanderbilt can find a way to shorten the game, run the football, keep the score down, they got a chance. But – I like Ole Miss to win. I just think at the end, the end, skill matters. All right, so that makes them three and three at the halfway point. Well, you go to Georgia, that's a loss. You go to Missouri, I think that's a loss too because I think that, um, again, I think Missouri's going to be able to score. I don't know if they're going to be able to stop anybody. All right, now you're three and five, and you host South Carolina, a team you feel like you should have beat last year. I I just think South Carolina, even though I think last year they were ahead of schedule, they're going to be better than Vanderbilt. That's a loss. They go to Lexington, that's a loss. They host Florida, that's a loss, and then they get Tennessee to wind this thing up. So you're going to win three of the first four and then probably not win another game. Now, it could be competitive against Ole Miss, and again, it's just a weird series, and could be competitive against Missouri and South Carolina. But it's not a situation where you look at it and say, they'll be expected to win an SEC game. Now, a lot happens over the course of a season. You know, people get injured or, you know, people there's some ineffectiveness and people lose jobs, that sort of stuff. So, you never know. But I don't know. There's, there's probably nobody that is objective uh, about Vanderbilt that is expecting them to make a bowl this year. Nor, nor should they. I mean, let's be fair to Clark Lee. I mean, that, that's not fair to expect them to be a bowl team this year. But at some point, you got to figure it out. But um, – you know, Ole Miss, I'm looking at this, the Battle of the Vanderbilts here. Ole Miss has won four of the last five. Of course, that last one was in 18, also in Nashville. Uh, so, interesting to say the least. But uh, there was a stretch there. You know, Vanderbilt, I guess, 2010, 11, and 12, they win the Battle of the Vanderbilts. They lose the next three, and then Vandy wins two of the next three. So, Vanderbilt hadn't won since 18. Uh, but, you know, some of these games have been decent. The last, the two of the last three weren't. That 2020 game, Ole Miss absolutely destroyed Vanderbilt, 54-21. So, congratulations to the Rebels uh, winning the rivalry game. But, again, I expect Vanderbilt to come out and be hard-nosed in every game, not just the Ole Miss game, but every game. They'll come out and compete because that's who their coach is. They'll take on the personality of their coach. But there's just not enough talent. It doesn't matter how good a coach you got. It doesn't matter how good you scheme it up. If you don't have talent, like they always say, it's not about X's and O's, it's about Jimmy's and Joe's. Uh, I don't even think they have a James up there, much less a Joseph. You know, it's a little different dynamic up there. But the reality of it is, it's a Vanderbilt team. It's going to lose a lot of games. Clark Lee, of course, is safe up there. They're, they're trying to build for the future. And maybe next year you see them in 2023, maybe take some steps towards bow eligibility. You know, Vanderbilt's got a really small fan base. They're just awfully rich, and they pay that huge endowment. And you would think – 
you know, baseball is a sport they can kind of get around some of that stuff. But with football, it's just a completely different dynamic. And, you know, that's the thing. You go back and you think about those earlier years, you know, when, uh, when, when James was there. You know, it's like, how, how was Vanderbilt getting these great recruits? And, you know, Charles Huff was up there at the time. You know, James Franklin did a good job. But, you know, how, 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 does, how do you get back to that? And I think the way you do it is you go get Clark Lee and he surrounds himself with some great recruiting guys. And, of course, he goes and hires Barton Simmons away from 247 Sports to kind of help with evaluations, to help kind of modernize their recruiting approach. And so I think, I think they're on the right track. Are they ever going to be a great program? You know, I don't know. They could be really good, though. I mean, you know, Clark Lee says they're going to be the best program in the country. And, and Clark, that sounds good to your donorship. But uh, everybody else is laughing at you. But there you go, your Vanderbilt preview. Again, I, I got them three and nine this year. You may disagree. You know, maybe they pick off, you know, maybe a Missouri or a South Carolina. I just don't think with Ole Miss's offensive skill, unless Ole Miss really just shoots themselves in the foot, they're going to they're gonna win that game. I mean, Ole Miss got a lot more talent than Vanderbilt. And, again, you know, Vanderbilt gets up to play them. But at some point, you got to have some guys make some plays. All right, final segment of the show brought to you by Portico. We're going to get out here a little bit early today because i got to get on the road, man. A lot going on. A lot going on, for sure. I've always, you know, it's like I, just I get my plate clear, I want to grab something else. Let's thank our friends at Portico. I told you guys before, if I was moving to Starville, I would move to Portico. I was through there yesterday, as a matter of fact. I was out running around, had to go pick up some sponsor checks, and went by, and uh, I tell you this, if you're looking for a cool little place, you know, just like, hey, I, Steve, we, we spend a fortune on hotels. Maybe she's looking buying something instead of throwing that money away. Maybe you've got the resources and the means to do so. Or maybe you want to move up here and make Starkville your home. We recommend that. I just don't want to have to wait in line for a table Bulldog Burger. But uh, here's the deal. You come by and you check us out, and you give Brooks Bryant a call at 601-416-8075. I love the little place, man. I, I do. and I, I call it a little place. It's kind of quaint, but it's pretty expansive, too. I mean, it's not some huge neighborhood where you're going to have to worry about traffic. But I love the, I love the layout. Next time you're in town, go by and check it out. Very easy to get to. Turn off of 82 on a 12, the very first ride is Pat Station Road. And as soon as you cross that four-way stop there, right there to your right is Portico. Just ride through there and check it out. You'll be glad you did. You can start with a two-bedroom, two-bath home, go all the way up to a four-bedroom, four-bath home. And here's the thing, too. Uh, phase two under construction now. Some of those homes are already sold. There's still room for you to kind of get in now to buy a home that's maybe under construction. Or, but if you need a custom build, they can accommodate you with that, too. You can even pick out your lot, pick out your house plans, and say, hey, we've got to have this. This is kind of uncompromising for us. We need this. They can get you taken care of. Give Brooks Bryan a call. Again, phone number 601-416-8075. Make Portico your next move. All right, I went and visited with Chris Lamonis earlier today. You remember him, right? Sat down with Coach Lamonis. I'm going to have a story uh, later this weekend. going to run it as a Q&A, basically. Just kind of what his approach was to the portal. You know, it's like, hey, we know we need players. You know, what's the selling point? And number one, it's Mississippi State. And one of the things he talked about is, you know, the big selling point is can, can I play there? You know, I don't want to bring a guy in into a, kind of a log jam. You know, it's like, hey, well, they've got three second basemen. I, I need to go somewhere else, less competition. And it's, people say, well, you know, I want competitors. Yeah, but when you got one year to play, you got one year to play and one year to kind of make it happen and kind of show scouts that you're draft worthy. You can't do it from the bench. And so I get it. Now, what's interesting, too, some insight that he shared with me, like Nate Chester is a guy, of course, that signed with Missouri. 
and he's kind of been lost in the discussion, you know, because we've been so excited about the portal players. Nate Chester, of course, signed with Missouri and then went and played uh, Juco ball for a year because he needed to get on the field. And it happens a lot, too. He had an injury, had to miss the freshman year. He can play third, short, or second. True utility guy. We need a guy like that. You know, you know that's the thing, too. You think about, uh, you know, Tanner Leggett. You know, Tanner was kind of a glue guy for us, too, a utility guy. that when, Maybe you have a guy sick. Maybe you have a guy that's hurt. Maybe you have a guy that's struggling. You can plug him in there for a couple games. And Tanner Leggett was a team guy all the way around. Nate Chester kind of cut from the same cloth. Now, Nate wants to play every day, obviously. But he gives you some options. If you have a guy to get a little bit banged up or, you know, late in ball games, you want to save some guys, whatever. Nate's a guy that can kind of move around, and that's encouraging to me. Uh, we talked about Will Hoyle, too, and, of course, uh, you know, Will's a guy, I don't know if you know this, you know, the Mangum's really excited about that. John Mangum works at Will Hull's dad. That's a connection. Will's a guy, too. A lot of versatility on the infield. A guy that can move around. And, and he goes, you know, hey, he, he hadn't hit like maybe you want. But they think they found some things. You know, they think, hey, maybe, maybe we can kind of get him straightened out here. But you need a guy like that, too. And you know how Lamonis is so big on these defensive replacements late in games. There's a, there's a role for guys like that. Uh, we talked about Imani Larry. He, he believes he is a leadoff candidate you know, because of his speed, because of his, his ability to spray the ball, but he also has a little power. We believe that guy could be a leadoff guy for us. That's the thing you start thinking about, setting the table. That was one of the things last year. How long did it take us to settle the leadoff spot? You know, we're up or down. RJ starts up there. He struggles. We move Cam up there. I think we even had Luke Hancock up there a couple times. And then later in the year, we just kind of stuck with RJ and let him mash. Well, we think Amani Larry could be that guy, consistently be that guy that gets on base and becomes kind of an irritant. And, and that thing, too, that's the thing that I think sometimes a casual fan kind of loses here. Number one, you get a guy on base that's something else a pitcher has to worry about. But when you've got a guy like Amani Larry that can steal bases, now all of a sudden it's a more of a pronounced situation. Okay, it's not just I got to hold the runner. It's, oh, holy smokes, this guy, it seems that this guy could take off and go get second any time. So th- there is a real and present danger at that point, if that makes sense. So it's not just I've got to account for the runner. This is a guy that could be a true base stealer. And I think talking to Chris, we got a, a few guys like that that we think can apply some pressure on the defense. Talked about Colton Ledbetter. we got to figure out if he can play center. You know, and this is a guy, too, it's a middle-of-the-order power guy, left-handed stick, excited about him. And we talked about Connor Hyzak a little bit, too. You know, we, we had to go get a right-handed power bat. We talked about that on the show. We talked about it over jeanspage.com. We had to get a right-handed power bat. One of the last guys we got, you know, was Connor Hyzak. Now, he hit 12 bombs last year, but Chris makes an interesting point. Connor Hyzak played in a huge ballpark, which is why his double numbers were so big. And in our park, a lot of those balls are gone. So that's a guy, too, you begin to kind of think about your order for next year. You look at those and say 12 jacks, but in our park it may have been 15 or 16. Another interesting comment they made about Imani Larry, you know, everybody's so into analytics. Like of the guys that we were recruiting, Imani Larry had the highest batting average against fastballs, 92 and above. That's a stat right there, that dog will hunt, right? Because you always want to look at guys, okay, can this guy translate from – G5 to Power 5 level. Well, you know, yeah, well, when you're seeing those kinds of arms and you're able to turn that fastball around, then absolutely he should be able to, right? 
feel really good about pitching. You know, we got some young guys coming in, and uh, he kind of compared Landon Gartman a little bit to Hootie and said he can throw the change up to either side of the plate to either hitter. And uh, Tyler Davis is a guy, too, left-hander. that You know, he has a wipeout slider. He goes, he's the fastball's good, but the slider's the best pitch. And said, you know, they're talking to some people that faced him, and they just talked about how difficult he is because, you know, everything just kind of tunnel. Everything just tunnels for him. So look for that to run at some point this weekend. Probably Sunday we'll get out and kind of make some things happen. But um, – the reality of it is fall baseball is going to be here soon. I know we're about to get into kind of football-only mode for a bit. We'll do some fall scrimmage stuff too. But the reality of it is uh, we don't want baseball to ever just take, you know, a complete, you know, backseat to everything. And especially I know how invested you guys are in Mississippi State baseball. You want to know we're going to be good this year. I can tell you from talking to some people, the individual work is going really well. And we think we've got some guys on campus who are really going to help us. And not just the transfer. We've got some young guys that have come in too. Uh, you know, talked to an inside source that shared that um, pitching-wise, we're light years ahead of where we were, and we've got some young guys that will contribute this year but are going to be really big next year. Listen, if you hadn't done so, go to dogpiledabook.com. You know, may have noticed we did a uh, NIL deal with Kellum Clark, and you can see that video out there on my social media feeds and his. Really cool of him to do that for us. Uh, dogpilethebook.com gets you a signed copy there. While you're there, you get copies of Flim Flam, Alpha Dogs, and Starkville. Once you're looking for Blooms of Oleander, you can find that barnesandnoble.com, booksamillion.com, amazon.com, or through your local bookstore. Stark Villains gear always available at starkvillains.com. And uh, please come join us over at jeanspage.com. going to be a great football season this year, and uh, we're going to be keeping up with uh, the fall baseball stuff for you too. So be able to keep up with everything over there. Uh, for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. That's it for today. We'll see you guys on Monday. Until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we make more friends than enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.